Our first live of the offseason, at least live episode of Twin Bill. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Twin Bill podcast. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't already. Also, comment. We're going to be answering some questions as a part of this as well. Uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts and do all the other good stuff. I mean, this is going to be uh, a hell of an offseason, whether you consider the Yankees actually do something, whether they don't do something. And uh, Pete's done a, an outstanding job. Of just, you know, obviously getting some new prospect coverage in here. And, you know, a lot of good stuff's coming. Uh, the best offseason coverage here. So, uh, you know, shout-outs to Pete and uh, shout-outs to the whole team for working hard. But, yeah, we're here again uh, for a live. Going to talk about the presser a little bit. And then we're going to go into trade candidates and dip into free agency a little bit. Also share this out. Uh, you know, obviously getting it out to different people. And, uh, you know, yeah, just just share it out, you know, for Twin Bill, all right? Anyway, Luca, uh, first thoughts here. Um, it's going to be interesting offseason. You know, we're going to hear all these different quotes and all these different things, but we won't know crap till, you know, wait. It's actually tomorrow. Tomorrow starts free agency. Tomorrow's free agency, yep. PM. So we'll see what happens with the judge negotiations, Andrew Benintendi coming back, whoever. But right now I'm, pre- I'm, right now I'm preparing for the worst. I'm not hoping for best yeah i'm not necessarily uh hoping for anything either well i mean hoping kind of but like also once again just preparing for the worst so i'm going to shout out the chat real quick tyler uh he's been in a lot of my twitter spaces lately uh with a couple of different yes get those likes up um he's been in my twitter spaces a little bit with a couple of different folks g-man uh anthony jacob who's always coming into my channel evan Shouts to you, Hirsch, Emmanuel Munoz, Bryce. Uh, I can't pronounce your last name, but my apologies. Uh, apparently, they can't hear Luca a ton. But Is this maybe, better? I guess. Yeah, that's probably better. That's probably better. Anyway, um, shouts, everybody. Hope you all doing well. Uh, let's get right into it. Luca. if you want to start us off, maybe with some uh, distasteful press conference quotes. Or maybe just your general thoughts first. Press conference, press conference was nothing more than a disaster. There's nothing more to be said. You know, you had people like Randy Wilkins out here saying, you know, I'm not interested in what Boone's going to say, but I'm interested in what Cashman's going to say. I'm like, what is Brian Cashman going to say, you know, honestly? He's just going to say a bunch of nothing, and we are going to not learn anything. But we did learn how incompetent this organization is. So the quote that stuck out to me was, people don't get let go because of results. People, well, if they have a good process and they're doing the job well, that's taken into account. But hold on a second. Don't results show if you're doing a job well? Normally they do. And, I mean, you could just pretty much cover the whole thing with, well, guess what? Nobody, and I mean nobody, has the uh, job security that Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone have. That's just nope. that's just where Not it is. That's just where it is. I mean, I'm going to get into resistance and. In a little bit. Um, Shouts to Joseph in the chat as well. What's going on? Um, but that was just one of the weirdest. And I listen. 
here's here are my thoughts before we go and maybe some specific quotes is I actually in terms of personality I like Cashman better than Boone um, I because guess. I feel like but would sometimes you say that, he's but would you say quickly. that sometimes I think he's more out in front but at the same time well out in front not always um I also think he looks like a somewhat competent general manager in comparison to Aaron Boone where he's not a competent baseball manager. He's not a baseball guy. But at the same time, Aaron Boone is a clown. And, you know, when you look at him, when you hear him talk, it's like, this guy's a fucking asshole. But he's less of a scumbag. That's the thing. Brian Cashman's a scumbag. And I think we've, you know, how many times we referenced it, you know, with the Jeter stuff. I mean, literally... I don't know what I want. I want to go on a separate rant about the Jeter thing because Yankees Twitter is completely off the fucking page with that shit. But I mean, what what do you think about my assessment on Cashman and Boone as people in terms of the organization? Well, I was about to add, you're not wrong regarding you know Cashman, but he is he's a scumbag. You know, obviously you wouldn't know that from the outside except that Cashman did leak judges offer what they offered Aaron Judge at the beginning of the season. Some people but just figured that out too. That's sad. Aaron Boone's also a liar, so I mean, one thing is Brian Cashman openly said Donaldson did not have a good season. Aaron Boone tried to gaslight the fans and say, you know, Donaldson, you know, something, he was talking about how good defensively he was and all these different things, but no sense. it's like, he, he, again, he's afraid of his players. No, I mean, he just gets no respect in the locker room, and you know, you start to wonder whether players want to come here because of the culture uh, that's being established, not because of the fans. Remember, we went over that last week. Yep. Um, but maybe not because of the fans. But also, if you're a, if you're a tough guy or you're a, a locker room cancer like Josh Donaldson is, maybe you look in here, you look at this culture, and you look, okay, let me let me try crashing it. Let me try crashing the party. You know, try to be a a nuisance. Try to be a me player. Um, but obviously, Aroldis Chapman found a way to to crash the party um, with his whole tattoo nonsense and then not showing up uh, for team workouts. I mean, that's just a team player right there. But yeah, uh, Jeter and Cash are oil and vinegar. Uh, the front office is soft. That's definitely true. They are both fucking clowns. I mean, that's. I think that's an understatement. But shouts to you, Tyler. And yes, uh, the first hot stove show tomorrow. It's Hot Balls with Pete, so I cannot wait to watch that. Hopefully, y'all are tuning in as well. I don't know what the fuck happened to Luca. This happens every show, everybody. It just seems like he, he walks away at the most weirdest times ever. Um, but, yeah, those are my thoughts on, on Cashman and Boone. Obviously, uh, you know, beside the fact that uh, – what was I going to say? This this whole thing just got me fucking off track. But, anyway um, – you know, he also Aaron Boone also said besides the fact that Josh Donaldson's, you know, he had a good year. It's also the fact that well, he said that IKF is still one of the top shortstops in the league, uh, and he can be the starting shortstop next year. Now, there's obviously some uh, different, I would say, uh, opposing arguments to that because we've heard John Heyman and Joel Sherman say recently, which we'll get into some of the free agency news, that. Um, you know, it's going to be Peraza or Volpe at shortstop next year. And obviously, it's going to be a big thing with trade candidates and all these other different things. Uh, TP uh, Joseph says, just on Miami chat, and they're talking Chapman, no way, dude. 
man is uh, toxic. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he he is toxic. I, I don't really see why anyone will want to pick him up past, you know, this year. Uh, someone said it's like, you know, he could accept a $1 million, $2 million offer to kind of reestablish himself. I mean, he's just a person you really don't want to have. You don't want to be around. So, I, And I called for his trading before the beginning of the year, and I understand that like a lot of people say, well, are you going to trade $18 million? Trust me, there's a couple of up-and-coming teams that would be willing to take on the $18 million. And in a lot of these different trades that we're going to discuss um, you know, in terms of who they should move in the offseason, you guys can already think of a couple of names. It's going to have to be, well, well, do the Yankees eat the money? Do the Yankees have to split in half the money? You know, do they lend it to the other team? It just has to be, because I think you get away with that and with IKF. You get away with that maybe with Glaber, not so much the other guys. Why did you desert me again? I uh, had to grab dinner. It. He had to grab dinner in the middle of a podcast, everybody. This guy clearly doesn't have his fucking priorities in order. Um, I'm hungry, so too bad. Well, you know what? You That's very disrespectful to me and the fans. How dare you? See? See, he doesn't care. But anyway, um, what were your thoughts on Aaron Boone saying the stuff about Donaldson, which you kind of already elaborated, yep. and stuff about IKF? Well, IKF is no surprise. He's been saying this shit all year. IKF's a great defensive shortstop. All these different things, all these different metrics would make no sense because in the human light, every metric that we've seen is below average for him or average. So he's not a great defensive shortstop. Again, talking on both sides of his mouth. And then what do you think about the uh, mention of injuries by Brian Cashman? I think he mentioned it at least three times. Making excuses to justify losing. That's what they are. The Yankees are an excuse-making team. No, they definitely are. Uh, they definitely are. That's it all about the Cuban community and not baseball with Chapman. Uh, Hirsch says, I'm trying to pronounce this correctly, Maya, I think that's his name, is the true Cuban missile, not Chapman. I think he's one of the guys that uh, Pete was actually talking about. But do you have any, like, quotes or anything or any more takeaways from the presser? I know we've talked a ton about that. Nope. So I think we can move into the trade talks or trade, you know, scenarios. Trade. Now, when do I get to go on my little rant about the Derek Jeter stuff? Let's see where it fits in. I guess you can go on it now. I mean, I don't understand what. Now, obviously, some of y'all aren't Yankee on Yankees Twitter, um, but it just seems like it's better that you're not. By the way, it, it is better that you're not. But it just seems like the Yankee. Twitter fan base has found another person to attack. Like, they've attacked A-Rod multiple times, and I understand A-Rod isn't the most appealing of people. Um, so that's one thing. And then now they're attacking Jeter, because I don't know if any of you have seen his interview. Uh, I forget what podcast is. i got to watch the full interview myself. It's apparently really good, and it was something I was looking forward to. Um, but they let the audience know what, what they were beefing about. Well, Derek Jeter talked about analytics, and he says not everything can be measured because obviously we're human beings. He's like, well, you can't measure heartbeat. That pissed everybody on Yankee Twitter off. No, not everybody, I should say. The analytical nerds and all these different guys. And you know what's disgusting to me? You know what's worse? Yankees Twitter, the like the morons in Twitter, could just pay eight bucks for a verified, you know, blue check mark now, which is ridiculous. It's just so weird. 
Well, I mean, that that's the least thing that bothers me because I at least know, you know, who's who. This any yeah, thing but is they, they think they're of importance. That's the problem. Oh, so Fred coming in here and he's saying A Rod over Alex. I mean, listen, I maybe I should agree with that. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. But what you were saying was they attacked him over a single comments like, "Oh, Derek Jeter doesn't know this." Derek, Jeter. you don't know shit. You don't know shit because Jeter actually was a part owner, technically you'd say president of baseball operations under the Marlins. Derek Jeter was a player. He played in Major League Baseball. He understands the game better than you do. So why why do you think you have a platform? I'm not saying Jeter can't be wrong on things, but they're just taking quotes out of context and fitting their narrative that they have to be smarter than everybody. No, I mean, you're 100% spot on. Is, you know, I never thought it would get to this point, but eventually it would. Because here's here's the thing, and we were talking about this last night. The people, shout-outs to MH. What's going on, MH? Um, he played Hall of Fame, period. Joseph says, yeah, I mean, th- that's pretty much that. But I just find it, I find it odd. I find it odd, but not surprising. Um, because these people can only watch the game through analytics. They've never played the game. They've never done any stuff like that. Um, you know, they, they've watched and played the game through... Well, actually, no, they don't play the game. But they watch the game, they view the game through analytics. They don't... You know, small ball doesn't exist to them. And people were talking about... You know, first of all, I don't know why people took the heartbeat comment and ran with it. It's, it's a simple phrase. I think it's an analogy... Yes, it's, an it's not meant to be taken fucking seriously. That's just my thing on that. It's not meant to be taken fucking seriously. Um, but with Jeter, you know, with with anyone, and here's what I tweeted. I think I'm gonna find it real quick because we do have time and all that stuff. Um, so here's what I said somewhere. I think it's a shame that the Yankees Twitter base turned on Derek Jeter because he called out everything on the numbers and how. Excuse the burp. How people value that as more important uh, than baseball. You don't have to agree with everything he said, but please use your anger towards the current regime. I mean, listen, I've only, as I said, I've only seen two Twitter accounts other than us as the NY News team call out the beat reporters for the bullshit. But everybody's back reading their articles about Judge and this and that and these other things. Um, so, I mean, thoughts. Hit the nail on the head, you know. It that's why we can get into this too. That's why I don't really have a hope that you know this fan base is actually pushing for change. Because what do I always say, Alex? The Yankees fans have a cycle every single year. You could put it in all these different phrases, you know. At right now, it would be fired Boone, fired Cashman. We've already came to that point. Cashman's coming back, even though he's talking, you know, GM stuff, not on a contract. But don't be fooled, he's coming back. Aaron Boone is coming back. I don't get that at all. How you how you're not on a contract and you're doing stuff for the organization. Like, you know, it can't be because oh, I'm it's Brian Cashman and I'm nice. It's a handshake deal. And then you go from fire Boone, fire Cashman to Yankees make a good move, Yankees make a bad move. Time to fire Boone and Cashman again. Then season comes along, spring training, cash god. And we're all getting hyped for the season. We're going to say the Yankees are a World Series team. Well, not us, the people. 
saying a World Series team, all these different things. The Yankees go on a hot run. Then soon they realize their potential. They were on a hot run. That's it. They were not actually that good as what we were this year. So you have that. We move to the trade deadline. They don't. They make a bad move or a good move, and uh, cash God or fire Cashman. We go to the playoffs. We win one round. It's cash God again. We lose in the second round. Fire Cashman. Yeah. No, I definitely agree right there. As you said, it's a cycle, and that's why I recommended. You know, I think we get. As I said, I've recommended this to Pete. He's probably going to act on it because he's. Stop it. The media guys will have their access cut off. Oh, my God. Your volume is super low. No one is losing their jobs because the fans said stop it. But it's just bringing up the point, Raziel. It's bringing what up happened? the point. What did somebody say? No, because, no, but I'm saying, he's saying that the media guys would have their access cut off. We'll get, I'm sorry, do you not? Oh, my. The, the Giants, they, the Giants get tough questions. The, the New York Giants. The Jets, I don't know about. Here's but there the, are certain teams that get tough questions. There, there is a media these days, but you have, you, you have, I, I don't know what to say, but you have to be in the right state of mind. You have to have the right people to ask the questions. The media is supposed to be media is supposed to be the bridge between the fans and the organization. The organization, first of all, it's two sided too because when they go to the podium, the the beat media. When they ask Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone questions, they shit their pants. But then when it comes to articles, Bob Clappish, Andy Martino, all these different guys, oh, they sure. go out there, they go out there and, and, and rip the Yankees to shreds. Joel Sherman, I, I think you just mentioned, so it's faceless, completely faceless. And you know, as I was just about to mention a point, Alex, you hit on the nail once again. The media is supposed to be the bridge between the fans and the organization. The media is not asking the tough questions. It's like, oh, you know, they won't get access. Bull, bull, bull. We've seen it so many times where the media asks the tough questions, they don't get revoked access. They should, if, if, they could have, now, to be fair, I understand the point Raziel is coming from, um, but they could have been revoked. Their, their, their access could have been revoked with Girardi because they asked him tough questions. He fucking hated the media. They could have been, but now Aaron Boone comes along and he's the, he's their well, the best media friend. darling, media darling. Um, but I'm I'm just making a point here, and also, it's kind of a point along with the Michael K stuff where I got proven right a few days ago because uh, my friend Donald came to me after kind of defending Michael K in a, in a sense. Um, so I'll explain context and everything else. Uh, Luca, I'm going to have a question. I have a question for you that's from MH, but it's not even related to the Yankees. I'll actually just ask you now. Uh, he said thoughts on the next half. Um, terrible. That's one word to describe it. Back to Yankees. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so obviously you remembered when Michael K was calling out the Yankees, all changes need to be made in this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, I got into a disagreement with two of my friends, uh, Brian and uh, Donald Stewart, Pitch Rep Chronicles, where they're like, well, he's not going to call for Cashman and Boone's jobs. I'm like, funny, he did that with Joe Judge, um, you know, even after the whole Canton gag. And, you know, the next day, we all know what happened. He went back on the thing, you know, calling Hal a, a good owner. And you know what? This is a time that the fans need to start creating content 
and actually having a voice. And we're the only voice for the Yankees fan base. I'm just going to say that right well, we now. Are. We are the entire voice. Now, we may not be the voice of the entire fan base as in views because obviously the Twitter base, they love their hype trains. They love their highlight videos. They love their speeches There's and all no this stuff. There's no stopping that disease. No, of course not. But for the, for the loyal fans, for the ones that really don't pay attention to social media too much, we're their voice because... You know, do I see some of these other company guys coming out here and, you know, making off-season content and, and just discussing these things over and over again, though they're redundant? No, they're not making that type of content because they've already focused on these other different teams. And listen, I'm a Giants fan. The, you know what the problem Knicks is? They're not putting is, pressure. They're, they're not, not, pressure. not putting pressure. And I'll get to that point in a second. But I'm a Giants fan. I'm a Knicks fan. I, I focus on all my other teams. I'm even trying to get into hockey a little bit. But I'm still focusing on the fact that... That when I have a fucking job to do, I want to inform the fan base along with the rest of my crew that, well, guess what? The Yankees are a bunch of fucking liars. They're a bunch of fucking scumbags. And it goes... Nobody, we, re, we, re, we read between the lines. We read the between the lines. By the way, Raziel, I did see, uh, he says, I'm down here in Miami. Literally have seen Marlins play here for like 25 years. I know it's like to be in a market where the franchise hot garbage. Miami fans have no standard. Yeah, I mean, listen... I, I get a lot of shit. You know, the Yankee fans get a lot of shit. I mean, obviously. But, you know, I was talking to a Cubs fan a few weeks back, and he even just said on Twitter, you know, uh, the Yankees made the ALCS. Why would you want to fire Cashman? I'm like, cop, you are living in the world. It's a small market. Small market team. You're living in that, you know, lovable loser side where you win how many games you see progress in your rebuilding team. We have a standard, and for some reason, Bob Clappish and Andy Martino, they trashed on that. They said it's not a right standard to have your team win. So did Joel uh, Sherman, I believe. Yeah, all those guys said that this whole championship or bust thing, it's it's not a good standard to have. Meanwhile, I mean, obviously, Yankee fans, true Yankee fans, in my opinion, still uh, have that standard, including myself. So it all circles back to the point, the redundant point, but it's fucking facts, See, that, hold on a second. I gotta call timeout for a sec. Even if you know you're not a small, you're not you're not a big market fan like us. We're not Yankee. Like if you're not a Yankee fan or whatsoever, the Yankees have been in the postseason for five consecutive years without attending the World Series. That's a point should be made that we can point to all to all. Lost the, the ALCS like, like five straight times. Exactly. That's my point. You don't even have to be of a smaller or bigger fan base to like understand that. It's simple. At some point, you got to get to the top of the mountain. You can't be, you know, wavering. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was I going to say? So TP and I think Raziel are possibly both in Miami. Well, I will be most likely in that general area in January, along with uh, this guy that's currently co-hosting. This uh, guy. This, this guy. guy. See how he values me? Yes. Going to the Jets-Dolphins uh, game and then doing some other things in that general area. I, I like that area, I must say. I uh, compliment you all on it. Except for the community community, community service. What kind of word was I thinking of? Uh, customer service at Hard Rock Stadium. But that's a whole different story. Uh, but it all circles back to the point of the resistance. Like we saw, and I, I bring this up every show almost. Um, you know, John Mara felt the pressure from the Giant fans to fire Joe Judge. And that's what he did. And that turned out to be one of the best decisions in franchise history, at least as of right now. You don't see fans constantly go. People, it's kind of like 
and I'm not going to get political. It's kind of like the voting process where people stop after a while and then just accept the reality. Oh, well, this is not going to change. Oh, why are you freaking out over uh, quotes from Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone? Because they're representing the organization that we love. I know, I think Raziel was saying this, you know, as he's like, oh, as fans, we got to stop buying chicken buckets, stop buying merchandise. Listen, I'll say this, like, it's another non-baseball kind of reference. I did that with the Jets when Adam Gase was hired, and, you know, I didn't buy jerseys, I didn't buy any of that stuff. And when when we were 2-14, and basically, like, we were still losing games, 0-16, whatever. You want to say all these different things. You know, I wasn't buying gear, but I don't think it's easy... You know, you can convince us. You can convince me to stop buying gear. I, I, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to buy gear from the Yankees right now. Sure, if we do an NYB News TV event, which we probably will, we will be at the stadium. But for sure, all the hype trains, as we all mentioned, they're not going to stop going to the stadium because they are fanboys. They don't. Yeah, I'm. As I said on previous podcasts, I'm curious to see what the other Yankee fans think that are not on Twitter, and that includes some of you guys, the guys who actually, you know, we ought to just go. We ought to just, you know, what we ought to do. I have an idea. Maybe Pete in the background can hear this. Now it's tough because it's not baseball season, but we go around, we make a vlog, take a microphone, go to the Bronx, the South Bronx, at a good time because we know how the south bronx can be we have a couple of fire cashman fire boone shirts with us and you know maybe maybe i'll pay for it and all that stuff and just do a survey hey listen uh what are your thoughts on brian cashman and aaron boone not coming back and uh, if you answer this question you get it and and, you know if you want to answer this question in the way we're thinking you're going to answer this question we'll give you a free shirt so I I think that would be a good idea. Just I don't I just thought of it as of right now, That's but not a bad idea. Because you want to get the gauge of people that aren't on Twitter. We know what they think. We don't really care what they think to a certain extent because guess what? They shit on us for having an opinion. And I know we got a couple of questions in the chat as well. Uh, we're gonna get to those. Shouts to uh, Li. So Pete is in full endorsement of the idea. Just L.I. Shouts to Eric as well, the Seattle fan in the chat. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. But, once again, it all circles to the point of resistance. And uh, the Yankee Twitter base, at least as of right now, and just they people. Moved they moved on to off-season content. They moved on to prospects, you know, Volpe, these different guys. Again, there's not enough pushback because I don't think the Yankee Twitter has their priority straight. No, absolutely not. And then they will bitch and moan. Come trade deadline, come the offseason, which we are in now, if the Yankees lose judge, they're going to say all these different things. You know how Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone should have been fired. But whose job is that to who's – who, And yeah. here's what I, here's what I dislike. Whose job is it to put pressure on the organization? Us. Because the media ain't doing crap. It's us. The ticket buyers, the merchandise sellers, the content creators. We have a platform. Let's use it. Right, and a lot of people don't do that. That's the problem. We only we're the only ones that do that. My respective channel, NYY News TV. By the way, please go hit the subscribe button on Big Blue in the Bronx. It's of course my YouTube channel. Uh, we're at seven seventy two thirty away from a thousand. Appreciate y'all for doing that. Um, but what was it, what I was going to say was I hate how everybody sits here and attacks the the Yankee fan that goes out and says, "Well, I'm not going to buy tickets. I'm not going to go to the stadium." 
I don't understand that mentality. If they want to sit here and boycott that's the team, their money. that's their money. You gonna spend it for them? I mean, you know, whether they fulfill on that promise or not, that's not my that's not my job. That's because you could easily spin it and say, well, look, this guy A, B, and C, they're going to the stadium still, despite complaining about the team, but they're hyping everybody up and all these different things. So. Once again, it's easily flippable, but you're seen as you know a Yankee fan base hater or rooting as a team. Casey, not a real fan. Quickly, TP says, uh, T, uh, he says a K fan says fans are unrealistic. Well, I think he's unrealistic. Okay, I think he's unrealistic. He he tried. This is one of the problems I have with Michael K. And get those likes up, everybody. We got 48 in the chat. Uh, we got 32 likes. Hit that like button. Anyway. Yes. K says fans are un- unrealistic. Going back to that comment, so one of the problems I've had is just he doesn't appreciate his fans. My personal opinion, because you know if this is going back to that that whole rant he had about the Yankees, someone suggests that Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone should be gone. He was perplexed by that. He was he like, said "Changes need to be made." Let's clarify that. Like, what does that even mean? Changes need to be made. He's never going to signify Players? that. That's the problem. Because here's the thing again. Michael K is a fucking egghead. No, he is that. He's got he's got a big head too, but the big head in the sense of he thinks of himself very highly. And listen, we all have an ego, but I don't have an ego like he does. That's number one. Number two, he has the platform to spearhead his whole agenda into the Yankee fan base should be treated more with respect, and the Yankees should go make changes that you know will obviously work and then the yankees could be proud yankee fan base could be proud of the product problem is he isn't doing that and he's doing quite the opposite where he's defending the organization and listen you know maybe don lagreca fights with him on it whatever the case may be but here's the thing don isn't necessarily a known you know figure in terms of the yankee organization like is don lagreca really gonna hype up yankee fans and say you guys need to be the point of change for this front office? I don't think so. There's a lack of transparency. We're transparent here. So yeah. that tells you all you need to know. There's no transparency. It's Remember, it, listen, no narratives, no excuses, all these different things when they tweeted that big thing out on opening day. Boy, did everybody. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. Yeah. You are gaslighters. Boy, were we well, actually, no. That wouldn't be too good because that would be NYG. And I don't want. I don't want that. I have an NYG that I root for. Them. I'm proud to root for them. Yeah, Not again, as one of our buddies said, they're, they're, the Yankees are their own political party. Yeah, and not even just political in terms of Democrat Republican. Just like political and optics. Like everything is say, optics. You could say the judge extension is all po- is all politics. You could say some of these it's other things are all timing. politics. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean fucking literal politics, but Lagreca is a Mets fan. That's once again points to the reason is why he wouldn't really go up and spike up the fan base and said you guys need to be, you know, the the aspect of change. You know it's not even just Michael Caine, Don Lagreca. It's Craig Carton and Evan Roberts making moot points because they were talking about with Cashman. You know, the, what was it? It wasn't the it was uh, it was the payroll. Something about the payroll. That's the issue with Cashman. And they are still, and I think they're also still believers of the myth that the manager doesn't matter in baseball. Well, I mean, 
Craig Carton's weird like that. I mean, I I don't watch their show. I, I don't listen to their show often. But I would like to know, is he one of those guys that flip-flops on the organization too? Because it seems like it. He could be. He, I, I don't like Carton, and I don't think he has a straight position on anything. Well, I mean, he's... He, I'm not going to say what I was about to say, but, you know, it's a point. Uh, Cashman hasn't been forward-thinking since 2005. I mean, oh. you know, the... The whole front office hasn't been forward thinking. I mean, look at the guys that uh, Kevin Reese, two thousand seven. There's literally a whole a whole picture where you compare the Astros and you compare the Yankees, and it's just like modern guys, not modern guys. People who basically think, you know, pretty much opposite of these analytical teams. They think analytics is like something. I don't know. Um, T.P. Joseph says, how good would Cash be if he had a mini payroll budget? Oof. Um, Not very good. Because right now, I mean, first of all, he doesn't have his priorities in order. He's got his head up his ass. So you look at last year, right? The Yankees had, what, the second, third most payroll in the league. You had Chapman on payroll. You had Hicks on payroll. Britain on payroll. Some of these other guys on payroll. Donaldson on payroll, so that's like five, four to five different guys. The problem is with and, Cashman, if like if you were talking about a small market team and Cashman, he'd spend one big item on like he spend he like he'd give Donaldson a contract like fifty million dollars over two years, and that would be it. Then the rest he would have to develop. But he right, and here's Cashman the thing has shown too. that he can't develop Yankee prospects. Right, the system can't develop them. Cashman, you know, is weird with them, and also it points to another problem as well. Is like we were talking just now about the the budget. What if he signs stop gaps? IKF is cheap. Yep. You could sign some of these other guys. Some of these veteran stop gaps. They are incredibly cheap. So, would he rather you know just go out there and sign a bunch of stop gaps than develop his own guys? Given that situation, that's something to think about. And Rosenberg's a hip hop radio guy. I mean. He probably does good work on 98, uh, what was it, Hot 97, but he has no reason to be, I've said it for years, he has no reason to be on that show other than giving, you know, them more of an audience from the new age. Because you know, it's typical, and I'm going to say this, nobody take offense. Um, most people that listen to sports radio nowadays are in the older generation, like the 40s, 50s, you'll have some in the, you know, 20s. Um, but that's mostly because of like because they haven't discovered podcasting right and I think that's you know that's kind of like the whole Yankee fan thing right when I'm talking about the vlogs and all this other stuff of going to the Bronx and whatever some of those guys probably don't have Twitter but they listen to the Michael K show and that's where they feed off their information and then they spend time I can't say voicing their opinions in an echo chamber but it's kind of like talking to a wall because they, they'll call into the Michael K show. Michael K will be like, your opinion is wrong. Your opinion is not valid. Then they don't know where else to go to vet their, you know, frustrations, you know, other than maybe their own group of people. So as well, as what I said, you know, true on the age gap. Rosenberg is a jack of all trades, master of none. He did WWE stuff too. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, I'm, I'm not a WWE fan. Wrestling, wrestling yes. you know. I'm not a hot 97 guy, but he's not a fit for the show. He's only a fit for the uh, for the people audience. trying to get some more people, you know, in terms of the audience. That's just the facts. Uh, let's get he those likes up, everybody. Points. Got 34 likes, 48 people. Share this out. Much appreciated. You were saying? 
No, I just said he just doesn't make sports talking points. It could be football, basketball, or baseball. No, not at all. Um, with that being said, I think we could start moving into our trade options. Now, I have a, a, a trade option page in terms of opposing teams. Yep, I um, see. Up on my uh, my tabs here, my 30,000 tabs I have open, along with uh, looking up Giants tickets and Airbnbs for uh, Hollandale Beach. I uh, just thought I'd add that in. But anyway, um, I want to go internally with the trade options first. Uh, I feel like I missed somebody, but shout-outs to uh, anyone who I didn't already, you know, see in the chat. Um, anyway, so we can start with five guys. Maybe I'm missing a guy. Five guys that the New York Yankees should trade this offseason. Um, I've written down, and now I will be fair and transparent. I've only got this from The Athletic. Okay. Because I went through the 30 teams and I looked at the needs. And then I factored in a little bit markets, this, that, and the other thing. Um, so Salad, let's start like, with uh, budget rooms too. Budget rooms, I'm, I'm going to rely on you a little bit. Okay. Um, so we'll start with one. We're going to start with Josh. I mean, this, here's the thing: this isn't the salary. This isn't the NFL with salary. Cap. Yeah, so right. A little more fortunate. Yeah, but you also have to keep in mind with you know all the other different stuff. But anyway. Um, let's go into Josh Donaldson, Wash Donaldson. I'll credit Christian from NYYST with that one. The two teams that I listed for him as fits. Now, once again, I've got this from an article, and I made my mind up because, you know, MLB 30 teams needs. And then I figured, you know, who should the Yankees just get rid of in terms of trades? So this may not make a ton of sense, but I think the second one really makes sense when you take a look at the organization even though they just moved on from the GM or the president of baseball operations. I forget which one. Um, so I listed Josh Donaldson's possible trade destinations, the Tigers and the Milwaukee Brewers. You look at the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, I don't know, once again, their salary situation with Christian Yelich and all these different things. You know, you automatically think maybe they don't want to spend and just eat the money. So you're going to have to factor that in with some of these different things where the Yankees have to eat the money for a lot of these guys. Will they want to eat the money? Are they going to split it down the middle? I look in the past, in 2022, and I see the Milwaukee Brewers as a very Josh Donaldson-esque team. They weren't very good with offense. Willie Adamas, you know, he was. I think he was good defensively, just wasn't good offensively. Christian Yelich had a better year than he had in years um, Rowdy Tellez, that's a Josh Donaldson-esque player right there. So, you know, the Tigers, I'm kind of confused by the direction a little bit. I think they could be a good team if they spend a little bit more in free agency and develop some of their guys. But I honestly think if they didn't if they don't change the mindset, I think the Brewers could actually be a destination for them. Do you see him as a DH or a third baseman? Because for third base, they have Urias. Probably a DH. Um, I don't know who was their DH's past season. I gotta look at some of their lineups then. Because first of all, let me just say their payroll coming up is about thirty-nine million dollars. That's not so. You could take twenty-five million on, but once again, they. What if they, the Bre- what if the Brewers told you and asked, you know, hey, how about Christian Yelich? You twist no. No, I'm sorry. I'm not taking Christian Yelich. No, no, no. Um, so their DH was actually Yelich for a decent... Eli, we've been over this a ton of times. I'm not trading Wandy. That's just not happening. We're not doing this. 
no. Wandy's not on our list. Wandy had an excellent season. But, um, would you... Now, I didn't put him on my list. Everybody's asking about it, so I might as well answer it. Would you put DJ LeMahieu on the list? Potentially. I mean, if we lose Judge and Rizzo, he's a good option for first base. As I see it, you could, all, you could also say, who was I thinking of? I, I said potentially Josh Bell. I don't think the Yankees are going to spend on him. The first base class is very, is very, yeah. Because, like, Trey Mancini, you know, he comes to your mind, okay, he's a solid baseball player, but he hit 168 with the Astros last year and sucked in the playoffs. He barely got any playing time in the playoffs, maybe against the Yankees. I know Gurriel got, you know, a load of it. Why am um, I not thinking of that first base option immediately? There's Guriel, there's Abreu, there's Santana. You talking about the Japanese player? Mark, thing is Marikami, right? He would. I said he like would be a nice. Uh, I feel like there's 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 one guy, obviously Yoshida, that's the outfielder, but also is is Marikami next year? Because I've heard like there's a Japanese guy. I've coming heard up. this year. I've heard next year. So. See, okay, Mark Kami's next year, so I was right on that. Um, right, so they're gonna have to wait another year. Yeah, so you have to wait uh, another year. Would you trade Donaldson Hicks to the Rockies and take back Chris Bryant? Um, no, I would go with the youth. I don't know how Chris Bryant did this year. All right, I'll do that for you. Um, but you got something on that Hicks thing. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, but what are your thoughts on the Tigers, the Brewers? Like, what's your thoughts on that situation? Who's Tigers the basement also... for the Tigers? All right. I think Miggy was DHing, so I'm going to look at their. Yeah, Miggy lineup. hasn't been a fucking third baseman in years. Yeah, but he's still somehow one of the best, better hitters. But their, their offense really could use a boost. Their third baseman was. Um, I don't see. Heimer Condelario. How did he do? So I'm looking through the roster right now. Like I'm just. I feel sure. like he didn't do that good, but I could be terribly wrong. Their third baseman were Cle- Cody Clements, Heimer Candelario, and Josh Lester. Candelario on the season. And Clements is one of the top guys, 217, right? Two seventeen, two 13 homers, forty nine RBIs. Two seventeen. Let me remind you, Alex. Let me remind you. You're probably gonna have to unload an asset to Detroit. Or, or Milwaukee, wherever it is, because I would attach your, I would I would attach a prospect in a heartbeat. I mean, I wouldn't attach Austin Wells like I think Li said it. I would not attach that guy. Um, but you said thirteen home runs. Yep, he was ranked as the twenty-first third baseman. I honestly think that would be a good deal for Detroit. Maybe I'm a narcissist, but like I think Connor. I was going to say Condalore, I think he play a number of positions. Yeah. I mean, Josh Donaldson, obviously, very good defense at third. You'd probably get more than 217. It's in a less valued, less looked at market. And he'd give you more home runs. Like, I don't know how many Josh Donaldson hit this year, but he'd be better than 13. So He's probably better defensively, too. Yeah. Um, so. Again, they could use the lineup upgrade. Their lineup was straight trash this past season. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to Aaron Hicks. Now, Eli did mention one of my destinations, the Colorado Rockies. Um, my full teams in, in terms of you know uh, destinations, I got the Cubs, 
the White Sox, the Rockies, the Marlins, and the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, obviously, he probably wouldn't be a starter with the Angels. He'd probably be a backup. Um, but once again, I just looked at needs and fitable markets. I just want to say it's interesting because how will the Angels take salary since Artie Moreno is going to sell? Like, are they going to willing to open up some money? What's coming? I mean, up? Folks, I'm going to get the contract. It's a hundred percent movable. It's just the player is. The Angels have an, Angels currently have a $133 million payroll, which ranks ninth. Remember, Trout has an extension. Shahai Otani has an extension. Anthony Madone has a big contract. So th- there's a decent amount there. It's I wonder who like, else you're paying off, too. Uh, you also got Aaron Loop, $7 million. Um, well, I mean, look at their outfield right now. Does Is it I'm trying to look at outfielders that they have? Um, what's the idiot's name that hit the grand slam off of Chapman? Walsh, I think he is Jared Walsh. See, first, because I, I feel I'm mixing up two players that one of them could play the outfield as well. But Hicks is more of a center fielder, and he could give Trout off days. And to be fair, Trout gets injured about a hundred percent of the time. Jared Walsh is the guy. He's an outfielder too. I don't think he's a corner. I don't think he's a center outfielder, though. Right? I don't think so either. All right, see if they have any center outfielders. Um, Mickey Moniak, but that's like... Pre- nah, I would take Aaron Hicks over him. That is a failed prospect by the Phillies. Um, let's see. Rico, what's going on, man? Hirsch has a question. He says, do you guys trust Cashman to be creative enough to move Hicks and Donaldson? Answer is no. Not really. He said that Josh Donaldson would be the third baseman next year. Now, obviously, you could take them at, take that with a grain of salt. But also as well, you have to be fair with Cashman. I want to say last offseason he did say we needed upgraded at catcher. He also said that uh, I, thought, I thought he said something about Luke Voigt being the first baseman. That's another point. Okay. Um, over under, we see Volpe get called up next season. I say never. I think we'll get called up just like it's tough to make. I want to say July, August, September. I'm being cautious and I'm being positive. Generous. Being generous. generous. Generous is the right word. Uh, Trout is center field, Adele in right field. But once again, you also have to factor in as well. Um, Trout gets hurt a ton. So I think the Angels would be a nice option. Uh, the Cubs, man. I mean, the Cubs are like in mediocrity. But let me check. Yeah, their, uh, they also don't know. They don't really spend. So that's they don't. They don't spend a ton. Uh, Cubs actually have the 14th highest payroll, 91.5 million dollars. Currently, their highest salaries are Marcus Stroman, Jason Hayward. I think is gone. So I'm gonna check that out. I thought he was like released of late. Maybe not. Yeah, Jason, no, Jason Hayward's still with the team. That's a huge contract. That's $24 million. Okay. Seiya Suzuki for about $18 million this year. Kyle Hendricks, $14 million. And everybody else besides Jan Gomes and David Boat, or Bodie, whatever you want to call is arbitration. Okay, so I might have second thoughts about my White Sox one because um, also former Yankee prospect. I don't know if he was a prospect specifically, uh, but Mark Payton. If anyone remembers him, That's he is right, now with both sides. Um, but you look at their outfield, you got Angle, you got Pollock, you got Robert, Robert, whatever the hell his name Don't is. Don't forget Aloy Jimenez. 
that's what I was going to get to. And then you have Andrew Vaughn. So I don't think they would be in the market for a guy like Aaron Hicks. I don't know how their payroll stands. I mean, they're loading off. Payroll's about 10th uh, in the league. 10th in the league. Okay, they're so I, I don't think they would. Maybe the Cubs would be a little bit more. What Do you know what the Cubs situation looks like? If not, I can pull it up. As I said, they are paying Stroman. They are paying Seiya Suzuki. They are paying Jason Hayward a terrible contract. Kyle Hendricks, $14 million. So there's about one, two, three, four, five, six guys who are pre who are past arbitration. Okay, so you take a look at the outfield uh, for the Chicago Cubs. You have Ian Happ, Christopher Morrell, who I believe maybe was with the White Sox. No, he wasn't. I'm thinking of somebody else, Brent Morrell. Um, Nelson Velazquez. Maybe he's a prospect. I don't know. I've never heard his name. Seiya Suzuki, Narciso Cook, and um, Alexander Canario. So those are your guys there. I would think that they probably make an upgrade at a backup outfield spot. Maybe. As I said, it's weird because you said they're paying Stroman. They're paying all these different guys. But at the same time, they're a youth team. So um, They're trying to fifth. Again, they offloaded. Contreras is probably, I don't know if he's coming back. You have that. Rizzo's obviously gone, like two years gone. Um, Chris Bryant's gone, so you're, they're heading in the stage of a rebuild. So I don't know yeah. if they're going to be, I don't know if they're going to be willing to take on a contract. Okay. Um, someone probably mentioned Stanton in the chat because I just see it popped up in a comment. I'm not trading Stanton. And on Anaheim would make sense if we wave it clear up DH for Otani. Wink face kind of thing or you know smirking face i'm not trading for otani I'm, I'm not trading for otani um you know he didn't want to come to a big market in the first place and you know uh I, i'm just not doing it um moreno is selling tp so just keep that in mind so we went over aaron hicks what would you oh we never went over the marlins i guess i'll go over that real quick uh miami marlins they're they're they a weird team as well payroll. I would imagine so. So here is their outfield. Um, Avaseo Garcia, which is a big contract. Garrett Cooper they list as an outfielder, which is weird. Jesus Sanchez. Um, he's probably going to be one of their starters. Uh, Brian De La Cruz, Peyton Burdick, J.J. Blade, Harar, and Carnacion. Only guys that are recognized are De La Cruz, Sanchez, and you said you mentioned somebody else. I think Garcia? Garcia. So yeah. those are your prominent outfielders. I mean, also as well, Soler. They're not so, yeah. He's you DH, could. Though. Yeah, you could make a move, though. So I wouldn't honestly X the White Sox out and then keep the other teams. I'm going to look at the Rockies real quick to see what their situation looks like. How's their payroll? Marlins, so far, the biggest contract is Jorge Soler taking about $15 million a year. I don't know how long he's locked into that for. Uh, Avasael Garcia, around $12 million. Sandy Alcantara, about $6.3 million. Miguel Rojas. The Rockies? Rockies. We know Chris Bryant, so they're still suffering with that. Uh, they are ranked. Wow, I can't find them in the. They are seventh in payroll. $133 million for a mediocre club. That's bad. I, that's bad. That's <laughs> terrible. That's bad utilization of assets very what i was saying was chris bryant 28 million dollars did only played 42 games this year alex 
they list him as an outfielder here. Um, but other guys, Charlie Blackman, I mean, he's their, he's their center fielder. From, well, you can, you know, either way, him, Grichik, Jonathan Deza, and Garrett Hampson. So, I guess I, I guess you could. I don't think Blackman's much of an outfielder anymore because he's 36. So, it would be Grichik, as you said, Bryant, and... I, yeah, I, I think you could add Aaron Hicks. So, other than the White Sox, I think, you know, there's some movable... But once again, it all goes into the factor. It all goes into the factor of uh, you know, eating money and shit. So next we got the one, the only Isaiah Kiner Falefa. I got three teams on my radar: the Dodgers, the Marlins, and the St. Louis Cardinals. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. The reason why I say that, I looked on. uh, As I said, I looked on the Athletic again. And it says they need starting pitching, left side of the infield, and center field. I mean, Dodgers doesn't sound as bad as I thought because, you know, Justin Turner is kind of getting up there in age. Right. And he's and a free he agent, though. Um, let's do a check because, again, he's getting up there in age. He kind of seems – and plus, Trey Turner is going to be gone. So Trey Turner is going to be gone, but, you know – uh, Turner yeah, it's a, is a free agent next year, but he does hold a club option. Right, okay. And Turner, $16 million in that option. Who's their third baseman? What, is this, Is it Turner, or does he play second? I forget. Turner's a third baseman. Now. Okay, so, you, just, I mean, once again, the club option, you could save money, but they spend the most money in the league uh, out of all teams. I'm trying to find that lineup concurrent ones. Yeah. To scroll all the way back because the Dodgers had to lose in round one. Let's see. I'm going to go Ma- back to this. Manuel one. says Hicks stays, who is our fourth. Third baseman is Muncy, Alex. Third baseman is Muncy. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he could probably, I don't know, because he might work as a bench piece, but I could also look to the other teams as well. Um, no, I would honestly rather have LaCastro and Florial as backup outfielders and Cabrera yeah. too. Uh, rather than Aaron Hicks, uh, Aaron Hicks is a uh, is a nonsense. He's a nuisance too. As I said, um, he's a, as I said, he was a uh, a piece of shit. Yeah, literally. You treat him as um, so I got to go back to the Marlins in a second. I do want to talk about the Cardinals because they do need bench players according to the Athletics. So you think of the starting infield. You got Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Paul DeYoung, again, and uh, Nolan Arenado, and then two guys. You probably don't know their names. Maybe some of you do. Nolan Gorman and uh, Brendan Donovan. Donovan, I think, is like a prospect on the rise, I think. So, he'll stay locked in as a starter. So, maybe, I don't know. I might sound stupid for this. Isaiah kind of fell off at DH. Um... Maybe they, maybe the Cardinals pursue another power bat, and then they like say, "Okay, IKF, you'll be stuck stuck at the bottom of the lineup." I, I I still like IKF for them. I just don't know that DH would be the spot. That's fair. Um, Paul DeYoung is ass. Yeah, I mean, Isaiah Kinderfellow, I believe, is a better hitter, and I think DeYoung is a better defender. I think, you know, don't get my words mixed up. Uh, Muncie and Turner split third last year. Yeah, that explains a lot. Uh, Donovan lost a little luster. Donovan is a rookie of the year finalist, so that explains a lot. Um, 
And then moving on to the final team for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is Miami Marlins. They just got a bunch of youth there. So you got Brian Anderson, John Birdie, uh, Garrett Cooper, Joey Wendell, Rojas, as you mentioned, Lewin Diaz, Jose Devers, Jordan Groshans, Charles LeBlanc. So, yeah, I mean, you could fit him in there. But to me, if like... Marlins are obviously shopping Pablo Lopez. Let's just say they want Glaber Torres. And the I'd give him Glaber and IKF and a handbasket. Exactly. So, so that works. All right. Um, and then, so who do you think out of those teams, before we move on, would be the best fit? I'm going to lead the Marlins. They're a young team. They'll take him on. I'm going to go Cardinals. Very slightly. Okay. Very slightly. Um, anyway, anyway, so moving on, we got two more candidates to go through. This is more of an extended list. Uh, Glaber Torres, teams I list in terms of now also one of these teams I'll point out because I thought of, you know, a very good point, unless they're calling up a prospect. So I got the Marlins, I got the Royals, the Tigers, the Diamondbacks, the A's, uh, which have been like in talks, not in talks, but like we've talked about him going to the A's for a yeah. while. The Giants, the Mariners, and the Phillies. I did. Um, let me also mention a Sean Murphy trade is still possible. Right. I would. I would trade. You know him for Sean Murphy, um, definitely. And you then you say, look, all right, give. All right. Here's all you in, in, in exchange for Sean Murphy, and we'll give you Glaber Torres. Also give you Frankie Montas back. Mm-hmm. Um, Torres might have to play third unless they move plan on plan on moving Jazz Chisel. I mean, that's a good point, but you know. As I said, it's going to be interesting. Maybe they just need a power bat because you look at Miami. Where are the power bats? Um, Glaber Torres is one. Not as big of a market, uh, but 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 Luca, he was he was depressed and he was his struggles were caused by the fact that he was in rumors. Um, <sighs> terrible excuse. Terrible excuse. Anyway, what the fuck was my point? Whit Merrifield is gone from uh, Kansas City, Toronto. Right. So you could make a case. Hey. You know, uh, unless they call them a prospect. Now, I'm not very good with that shit. I have to do a little bit more research, but how's, the, how's Kansas City in payroll? Kansas City in payroll as of now, 26th, $32 million. That's the only guys they're paying is a washed-up Salvador Perez, Michael Taylor, and Hunter Dozier. Yeah, so you Everybody got else is pre-arbitration. You got uh, Nicky Lopez. You have him, Michael Garcia, Hunter Dozier, who's more of a corner infielder, first Ryan base. O'Hearn, who can play the outfield as well, Pitt, Vinny Pesquintino, uh, who's more of a first baseman, um, Nick That's Prado, first baseman, Michael Massey, second baseman. I don't know too much about him. Maybe he's a prospect. Um, so, you know, he, he could be he could be a fit in Kansas City. He's a young player. He's got years of control. That's if Bobby Witt Jr. doesn't play third base or shortstop. But I, I want to see him play shortstop, though. Witt can play second, third, or shortstop. But if you're putting Witt as a as a as a left side infielder, you stick Glaber Torres second, Ben second is a done deal. TP says uh, is Taylor a free agent? Michael Taylor. I looked that up. I have I have the page. Um, I don't know that I'd go after him. Michael Taylor is not a free agent. Uh, Zach Granke is a free agent. 
Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. But anyway, I, I think he could be a possible fit in Kansas City, just basing off the outside. Um, Philly, I, I know they're in talks to get Trey Turner. Segura, I think, is a free agent. So, if they don't get Turner, Gleyber Torres, I mean, trust me, he'd receive a lot of bad treatment. I don't think they would... Yeah. I don't know if they would tolerate that shit, though, because, like, Rob Thompson was very half and half talking on both sides of his mouth because he, I think, is what? He took out his ace in one of the last two games of the World Series, but also he got that team to where they are. So it just boggles the question of whether they're going to tolerate Gleyber Torres' divaness. I think... Go ahead. And he would get treated a ton worse by the Philly fan base. I don't care about the Philly fan base. I think that Glibertor, I think Rob Thompson would earn Glibertor's respect because of who he is. Right, and he was just one year off of him because Rob Thompson was, you know, all that stuff. Um, so we discussed the Marlins. We discussed the Royals. I know Scope is a free agent in Detroit. Um, obviously, you discussed Heimer Candelario playing a couple of different positions. Yes, second base primarily, I think. Let me take a look at the Tigers, how they shape up. I always say shape up and shape up. You said, um, when you're typing, you sound like you have one of those like Macs we had in computer class with the uh, keyboard attached to the monitor. Yeah, you're like, all that shit. So I, I'm going to say no. I mean, Scope is a free agent, but it seems like they have a lot of youth. Now, you could, once again, add a power bat, but here is there's a ton of guys that They've had for years. Uh, Harold Castro, Willie Castro, Cody Clemens, uh, Candelario, Baez, obviously, you really wouldn't factor him in a second. Scope, I mentioned, is a free agent. Uh, I don't know some of these names, but it's a little crowded. I don't see this as a fit. Nah, I, I'm, I'm kind of straying away from that original thought. Uh, so we mentioned that. The Diamondbacks. They, I I would think they would need a power bat. I'm going to look at their infield real quick. Obviously, they maybe don't have a ton of payroll. Cattell Marte is the guy that sticks out. Um, yep. Christian Walker is another guy that sticks out. Josh Rojas, Geraldo Perdomo, uh, Sergio Alcantara, Seth Beer is another name. That's right. Beer hit the walk-off home run, I remember. Yep, and uh, Buddy Kennedy. So, I would Your say potentially. Use. I'm not fully sold. Potentially. Uh, the trade I put in, Chaz, to get, uh, yep, depth for the 40-man roster. Uh, Detroit is hella bullpen pieces, so do the free agent market. I would trust our, you know, youth system for that, but Andrew Chafin is a guy I would go after. Not too much money, though. Do not, and I know this is hard, and it's better in theory. I would not go after him for a multi-year deal because, you know, we know. What about a qualifying option? An option, Not okay. a qualifying option, but a, option an option. Yeah, I would say okay that. So you have that. Um, Oakland, we've talked about for years. I think I still do see it as a fit, but it's just yep. where the step in the tank they are. San Francisco and Seattle. I want to finish with those two before we move on to our last candidate. Um, so San Francisco. We'll go over real quick. Yeah, Wilmer Flores, I think he's more of a shortstop, at least in 
No, Brandon Crawford's a shortstop. I think Flores is more the second baseman. They have Jimmy Davis. They have Tyro Estrada. They still got Evan Longoria at third base. Um, to my knowledge, let me just check who's a free agent. Just reading the names, I don't think I see him a fit in San Francisco. No. Um, is second base. Crawford's still there at shortstop unless he's a free agent. And he's going to be the starting shortstop they confirm next year. So, actually, Longoria is a free agent, so is Brandon Belt. Um, but that still doesn't clear the room. That still yeah. doesn't clear enough room. So I'm going to say no to the San Francisco Giants. Uh, then the last team we could take a look at is the Seattle Mariners. I think off base and you're looking outside of the roster, I think he actually would be a good fit for the Mariners. Um, but let's take a look at the infield. So you got J.P. Crawford, he's a shortstop. Uh, Abraham Toro, third baseman. Uh, Evan White, Eugenio Suarez, third base likely again. Yep. Dylan Moore, Ty France, first baseman, and Sam Haggerty. So I, I think there could be potential. Yeah, definitely. Potential in that route. Is he is developing players? The yep. Is, let me ask this. What do you want back from Seattle? What do I want back from Seattle? <laughs> Fucking shit always scares me. Fucking shit always scares me. Do I you hate want uh, Justice watch- Sheffield back? But no, people watch this fucking shit, and you know. But uh, anyway, I should have shot it off earlier. I apologize if anyone's ears got raped in the process. Um, fuck, man. I'm pretty sure your reaction's gonna get clipped now. Yeah, it probably is. What would I want back? You know, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take Luis Castillo. Um, anyway, I don't know what the fuck Luca's doing down there. He's dropping shit. We're dropping. Sh- this is a wild show. He's leaving me for the dead. He's dropping shit. We got washing machines from 1947 going off. I mean, this is just fucking nuts. Um, what would you want back? Oh, he doesn't even have his fucking headphones on. This is this is this is perfect. This is a total shit show. He's dropping shit. Yeah, Altuve's buzzer. Yes, that is Altuve's buzzer. I, I do agree. What's uh, going on? No, I. They said that was Altuve's buzzer. Um, yes. But um, what would you want for Torres? Um, depends how high the Mariners really value him. Okay, that's a concept. I'm gonna go um, B prospect. Be uh, more like an A minus. Yeah. Plus. Yeah, I mean, you know, if they just traded him, I'd be like, "Fuck, I'm happy." Uh, so yeah, that's the last team. What team do you think would be an honest fit for him? Out of the teams we mentioned. Out of the teams we mentioned, I don't like Arizona. I'm not sure on Seattle. I'm not sure on San Francisco. Who wants to think the Royals? Like I think the Royals are a decent fit. Royals, yeah, second him, base. Him growing with Bobby Wood Jr. Yeah, Jimmy Pasquantino. That makes like a good th- uh, like trio in the infield. Um, and then we have one more player that I put on here, and yes, I want Rodon. We're gonna talk about him in, in just a second, or we could shift free agency to next week, depending on what we want to do. Um, but anyway, I think we'll have a lot more insight next week. Yes. Anyway, Frankie Montas. Yeah, I want him traded. So here's a couple of teams I picked out. Now, off the top of my head, some seem like non-fits, but sometimes did when you, you give yourself... Oakland? Did you pick Oakland? I did not. Um, well, sometimes when you Good. give yourself the image, it's like, hey, listen, he fits in this uniform. So here are the teams I have selected. Milwaukee, Texas, San Diego, Orioles, Rockies, Royals, and Braves. Obviously, you're not trading with a rival, so the Orioles, unless you somehow let him go into free agency, which is not going to happen because they they love uh, massaging their ego. 
Yeah. Braves, I want you to take a look at that starting rotation because I don't think so off the bat. First of all, let me just say they have Spencer Strider and Max Fareed. So yeah. that's a good, good two. They also have uh, – is Charlie Morton a free agent? Please check that out. No. According to this, he's not. So you got uh, Charlie they also, have, they also have Kyle Wright and Bryce Elder. And the starting rotation? Yes. Yeah, goodbye Frankie Montas. He ain't going to the fucking Braves. They're, they're smarter than that, too. Are they going to give him another chance? Yeah, unfortunately. Um, then also as well... I would say the Angels are a good fit because they lost Syndergaard and they need a lot of pitching. Okay, so we're, we're on board with that one. Um, uh, they have Otani, Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez, Reed Detmers. Yeah, other than Detmers and Otani, I have no idea who the fuck those people are. So we're going to automatically say yes. The Royals. They have Bubich. They have, let's see, Bubich, Brady Singer, Johnny Heasley, Max Castillo, and Daniel Lynch. Okay. Um. So would you say yes or would you say no? They could use an upgrade, unless they're okay. going full youth. All right. Um, Orioles, if they – if he was a free agent, I'd say Orioles, but we're not trading in division. Uh, Rockies. Don't, don't rule that out. Okay. All right. I won't rule it out then. Colorado Rockies. They have in the rotation, not the Guardians. Uh, Rockies, they have Kyle Freeland, German Marquez, uh, Antonio Senzatella, Austin Gomer and Ryan Feltner. That would be a really mid rotation. <laughs> if you want to think about it, it's it, they're so mid. Like Freeland had one great season and then he blew up. German Marquez mid. Antonio Sensatella mid. Ryan Feltner and Austin Gomer. I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. Yeah, they could use an upgrade, but how much is Montas getting paid? So Milwaukee seems like a kind of now. I would stop right there. I'll tell you why. Why? The Brewers are looking to sell off Corbin Burns. I'll get the fuck out of here then. Okay. Montas is under arbitration this year, and he's going to have around $7.6 million estimated. Why would you want to sell off Corbin Burns? Maybe they're in rebuild. That's after free agency. Maybe they're in rebuild mode. I don't know. And then Texas and San Diego. Okay. I feel like um, there's, there's a crowded room in San Diego, but yeah, that's what I was about to say. Fit. He could be a fit. It's like you know that whole end of the rotation. So let me look up if there's any free agents on that team. Uh, Padres free agents: Sean Manaya, Mike Clevenger, uh, Nick Martinez. I don't know if he's a starter. I think he's a reliever. Um, player option. So you have two free agents right there that you could deal Montas, with. Montas, I think would fit. Montas get back Clevenger or uh, Manaya. Yeah, Who unless they this? got some some weapon that nobody's ever heard of. Blake Snell, Montas, I feel like that would be a new vision. Let me ask you this. How would you feel about Benaya in a Yankee uniform? They should have traded for him last year, I'll be honest. Honestly, just give me Rodon. Like yeah. I, I'm 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 over the Manaya thing, I'm over the Verlander thing. I'm just over it. Um so you got that. And then what was the last team we were gonna go through? So Texas, Texas. Seattle. Texas. Texas, John Gray, mid, Dane Dunning. They have some youth coming up, but I don't know how close it is. Jake Odorizzi. They just traded. Glenn Otto. And Cole Reagans. Reagans had, let's see, I have the stats right here. 
Uh, nine starts, all losses. Well, not not all losses. He was 0-3. So he only pitched a select amount of games. Is Dane Dunning a reliever? Dane Dunning's a starter. How was he? Uh, let's look at Dunning's stats. This year, Dane Dunning was... My page would load. Dane Dunning, 4-8 with a 4-4-6 ERA. Rico makes an excellent point. Bob Melvin, former A's manager in San Diego. Okay. I like that. I like that. Good point. So, Ju- oh, Space City's back. The Astro fan. Judge or Rizzo to the Astros. How about neither? I would dread that so yeah. much. Um, but what were you looking up? I said Dane Dunning stats. He was 4-8 and eight and about 29 games started. All again, He's all a young cat, started. right? Dunning 27. Is... So maybe they, they got him from the White Sox. Correct. Lance Lynn. Maybe. I, I, I personally think I love the San Diego thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, think, gonna, I think I'm, I'm down San on Diego. San Diego. I think that's going to be where that I goes. think the Rangers are going to look to spend more money in free agency. That's where they're going to get the starter. Imagine I would go Imagine if Rodon goes to the Rangers. I could see it as a fit, honestly. You know, you have him, you have John Gray, and you have the youth coming up. Please. Yep. Um, Brantley is a free agent, right? I think he is. I want to say he was injured a ton last year. Uh, yeah, he, he uh, that, that ship has unfortunately year. sailed for me, the Brantley train. They got him. The Yankees, I have a feeling they're going to get him way too late. Yeah, like everybody else. Um, but with that being said, Luca, do you have any more to add? I think we could shift free agency into next week. Yeah, I'm excited to talk free agency next week. Obviously, good to come on here again, obviously live with you guys. Get the comment in the chat. Appreciate your support. Uh, next week, I got to say, it's, gotta be, it's going to be more interesting because we'll have all the headlines because tomorrow starts, 5 p.m. Watch out for the Yankees so they don't do anything. Well, actually, not so. Not no, so judge will leave for San Francisco. Well, trust me, I'll dread that, and we're all going to cry on air. Um, not really, because we're not babies. Anyway, like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications, um, do all the good stuff. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. A lot of good stuff, man. Um, we appreciate y'all for coming out on another live twin bill. We'll be back next week because there's, there's no baseball, so we're in the off season. We're keeping it real with you. NYY News TV is keeping it real with you for a lot of great with a lot of great shows, a lot of great podcasts, a lot of great pop prospect coverage too. Uh, But with that being said, guys, peace out. See you later. Stay cool. Before it hits the front page.